Oh, there's the wind chime. Oh, I can grow up. <laughs> can you hear the cicadas, guys? Absolutely grow up. How the grow other up. half lives, huh? <laughs> Absolutely grow up. <laughs> hey, well, me and James are in the clubhouse, and it's very nice here. Ken's got his top off because it's very sunny here. Yes. Um, so enjoy yourself. Where Where are you, Rob, at the moment? <sighs> pretending like you don't know. I'm out here <laughs> with the Stagedore Athletic football team on their pre-season oh, right, yeah. camp. We've been doing that little tournament with um, Man City, Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Very, mm. very um, limited publicity on that, given the results and everything, how we beat all of them. They don't want that out there in yeah. the press. But one of those quadrangular tournaments that a lot of the Premier League clubs do pre-season and we were invited along to give them a bit of a pre-season test so stepping into the managerial seat uh, given that we're uh, on the hunt for a manager at the minute but um, did very well for straight victories did, did we yeah yeah do yeah. you want to tell them why me and James weren't invited or do you want me to yeah, tell them yeah I don't know how that I think it's a communication error but obviously went out on the it internal it wasn't a communication error uh, there was firm communication about oh. it Shall I tell them, James? <laughs> oh, please. The reason why we're not on this jaunt, ladies and gentlemen, it was because we were too good in the trials, weren't we, James? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't want to... There was a sense that Man City and Pep would have been a little bit, you know, bemused as to why these two gentlemen in their 20s and 30s kind of went under the radar. So yeah, we yeah. sent Rob instead to manage them because, yeah. you mm-hmm. know kind of keeps everything on an even keel doesn't it Rob? Yeah it's good and just I mean full disclosure in the south of France here very hot uh, we're just I'm in the uh, stage or athletic uh, villa post uh, our final warm down session today heading back to start um, start our season we're not in the Premier League obviously people know that but um, it's been a nice yeah. challenge for, for those other clubs to come up against us What was the score against City again? I didn't I didn't see the um, the update Yeah 3-1 Who, who scored? For them uh, Calvin Phillips a penalty that they shouldn't have had, really. I don't know why he's taking penalties these days. I think it was a okay. Leeds connection thing. But oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, so, a good result. Then. Yeah. Not jealous at all. Good result. Premier League season beckons this afternoon. How do we feel about it? It's odd for us because we both support teams that aren't in the Premier League, with the exception of James, of course. We're he. It's the old yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion. Mm. So, I mean, how do you feel, given that, Jack, about not, you know, not having a team, not having a... Not having skin in the game, as uh, people say. I don't know. I'm at time of. I'm I'm on a bit of a downer with football at the moment. Oh no! So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's about West Brom's start to the season, but uh, I don't know. I'm just on a bit of a downer of it, and it's kind of over the past few years not being in the Premier League. I've sort of not really been excited by it. Maybe I should because we're doing a podcast about it. So, Um, yeah, I'm really excited (laughs) about it. It's going to be really good. Uh, No, I'm joking. The Premier League's amazing. It's like you know, it's the best league in the world. I wish. I wish we were there, I think, yeah, and, and competing. But it's going to be an interesting season this year. Um, a lot of big managers, a lot of big transfers. Yeah. And at least one of my local rivals is not going to have a good season this year. So that's good. That's yes. a nice thing for me. Okay, well, let's go into that. I mean, it, it's. I think it's important to say there are a million football podcasts out there. They'll all talk about who's going to be in the top four, who's going to be the relegation fodder, all the rest of it. I'm going to try and focus on what we think the stories might be, the narratives, because we come from a narrative storytelling background, guys, and we thought that might be a really nice, interesting take on it, yeah? Yeah, I think that would be a good interest. So what do you think, like, in... Oh, God, it goes on forever, the Premier League season these days, doesn't it? In May time next year, what do you think the stories will be? What do you think we'll be talking about? I think it's going to be very close this year. I think there's a lot of variables that are are sort of unknown, like Poch at Chelsea. Yes. Is he going to turn Chelsea into a 
a decent football team again. They've made some interesting signings. Liverpool is Klopp running out of steam. Yeah. Spurs, I mean, I think we're going to get onto the main story of the day in the Premier League transfer-wise with Harry Kane currently on a plane to Munich. Yeah. But I just feel like there's a lot of variables. Are Arsenal going to be able... They've made some great signings, Arsenal, as of City. But May time, it's really close to call this season. I think it's very easy to look at it and go City again. And I probably will say City again come the end of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's going to be a bit closer. And then the bottom of the table, Luton. Little Luton in the oh. Premier League. There are always great stories, those. And there's always one championship team that comes up and does amazing. I mean, look at Brentford a couple of years ago. That surely will be not be Luton, though. Well, who knows? Who knows? And, you know, am I looking forward to seeing Haaland at Kenilworth Road in a league game? Damn right. It's going to be brilliant. It's yeah. an amazing football ground. I think I think that's going to be a level of that stadium. I mean, I would say, do Luton even want to stay up? I know, of course, they do want to stay up. But I think, given the scale of the club, given their infrastructure, surely they're just like, this is fantastic. This is a paycheck we never imagined. Let's yeah. have a fun season. Let's not spend the money crazily. We'll take the parachute payments for the next two or three years and just establish ourselves, invest that cash, not in players who have absolutely no connection to Luton Town and just want to come and get the cash. But actually, let's put it back into the club and we're set up for the next 10, 15 years. I feel like that's what they're going to do. And I think with that mentality, you can make yourself stay up in the Premier League. Same as Brentford. Yeah. If they if they stay up in the Premier League, Luton, build their new stadium, kind of garner interest and stuff. They can find an Ivan Tony who can lead the line, apart from doing gambling stuff. We yeah. won't talk about that. Allegedly. But, um, yeah, you could find a player, allegedly. Um, you could find a player like that, 110%. I don't know, Luton could be a surprise package. It could be. I'd love them to be. So I think there's going to be two, this is my prediction, two big talking points from the season. Mm, go on. I would say this, wouldn't I? But I think we're going to be talking about refereeing and extra time a lot. I think that's a great show. I was yeah. listening to a really good interview with my hero, Mark Chapman, with Howard Webb, head of the referees. Yeah. Ex-referee, um, obviously very infamous for giving two yellow cards, and which should have been a sending off, but wasn't a sending off. Is that right? In the World Cup final? Yeah. We saw it a bit in Qatar, where a lot of the games ran into extra time. We were seeing like plus 11 minutes, plus 15 minutes. And that's been spread out over all the national leagues. But my thing is with football, and I find this eternally fascinating as someone who used to be a former quite high-level rugby league referee, is the total lack of... Clang. Clang, thanks. Do you want to um, pick that up? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> is the total lack of transparency around refereeing decisions and openness in football. Yeah. So take timekeeping, which is going to be a big talking point, this issue. There's going to be loads of goals scored in extra time plus 15. Game, teams who dominate the whole game and then there's an equaliser in the 105th minute, much to the despair. Yeah. We already saw a little bit, didn't we, in the um, charity shield. There was an implication yeah. from Pep that, that you know they should have won it and it was unfair, late goal, whatever. I think we're going to see loads of this. Now, in rugby league, there are two appointed timekeepers, one from each team, who sit in the stand together with a stopwatch. There is the TV timekeeper when the games are covered. The referee on the pitch, when he wants to stop the clock, puts his hand straight up in the air, they stop the clock. When he wants to restart the yeah. game, he waves his hand above his head, the clock restarts. Everyone in the stadium, the teams, the coaches, the players, know exactly how long is left. 
And then is this another one of your fun and rambly rants? Are we having another? Is this the second one in the second week? This is brilliant. Why Read can't Rob, we do that? Carry on. Why can't we do that? So everyone in I, the stadium um, knows exactly. If the ball's out, stop the clock. If the players are pissing hmm. around, you know, slowing the game down because they're trying to shut the game down because they're winning, stop the clock. If the keeper's bouncing the ball, changing the position, arsing around, stop the clock. Then if they're taking the pitch, you can card them. What is the problem with that? And then everybody in the world knows. why. What is FIFA's problem with transparency? Yeah, I think um, you've made a lot of... Have a breathe now. Have a drink <laughs> from your beer, sick. please. <laughs> I think you, you make a lot of good points. There's something sacred about football. That, well, there's something that is, is said to be sacred. And that's about the flow of the game. I think that's bollocks. I think what you've just essentially just said is bang on. It doesn't. It's not going to break the flow of the game. It'll get rid of time wasting. It'll certainly, you know, stop these stupid tactics by footballers throwing balls away, kicking balls away. And you're right. The transparency that's not between the referees, the players, the fans, the managers. It only leads to all just loads of shit. Yeah. And then you get arguments from ref- arguments from managers talking to the media. The fans have no clue what's going on. They've started doing a little bit of... Is it In the Women's World Cup at the moment, they're, they're having the referee go over to the screen to see a VAR and then their microphone is pumped around the stadium so yes. they can talk. Brilliant. I mean, that's one step towards... One step. You know, I mean, Rubble League's been doing that for about 15 years. For but years, don't worry, football, yeah. it's fine. There's no point in going fine, to any yeah. other sports and asking how it's worked yeah. and all this investment you've put in over in 20 years. No, but we're going to reinvent the point. wheel ourselves because we're arrogant football. Yeah. So we're not going to go it's talk to arrogant. other sports. I mean, it's absolutely but it is crazy. But it's sacred. It's certain there's something there's something is sacred about the idea of the flow of the game, the way the the games flow. No, but it's it, not. It's, it's bollocks. Not, it's, it's control. Not really it's, bollocks. it's about control, yeah, it's control. and it's yeah. about manipulation. Because yeah, if you've got transparency, yeah. then you've got honesty. And I don't think those two words sort of really exist in the higher ranks of some of football management. I mean, you see it all the time in, in both codes of rugby. But again, rugby league innovated this. We go straight to the screen. Yeah, one I want one I want to have a look at here is yeah, it, did he knock on? No, I'm happy with that. Roll it forward. Just want to see the grounding of the ball. Great. Why don't we have yeah. that? I just want to see. Was he touched outside the box? Oh, that's tight. Can I see it from the? No, he's outside the box. No penalty. Over. Move what on. What we are what we are what we are seeing a little bit more, and it happens on social media. Actually, I've seen a few on TikTok and and reels on Instagram. Um, they're actually show there's clips of 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 leagues abroad. I actually watched one this morning in a French league where you can listen to the referee having a conversation with his officials, his assistants, yeah. and then the players as well. Basically, the scenario was he went down in the box. The defender had put his arm on his shoulder, pulled him down. Referee points to the spot. The captain of the, the offending team goes, he barely touched him, barely touched him. Go and have a look. And you're listening to all this conversation. He yeah. goes and have a look. You can hear the conversation between him and the VAR assistant referee. You then see him watch it and go, actually, there's not much contact there. Walks back, blows his whistle, no foul. And then the referee goes up to the dude and goes, oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah. And then he says something in French like, thank God for VAR or something. Yeah. And like that transparency is good. If they could do that in the Premier League, that'd be great. Yeah. But it's, 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 I would also suggest that, like, you know, Ooh. it's not. Is that, what uh, was that? What's happening is that Doggo? That that was the pub dog just shaking himself off after uh, a nice pub uh, dog. Was it the dog? Nice trip outside. Or was it was it the dog? <laughs> Ken preparing his belly dancing routine for later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been that. Unless anyone saw it, I'd be see, see South of France or the clubhouse with Ken doing <laughs> belly dancing. I don't know, lads. <laughs> 
Right, my second story of the season, and totally understand Harry Kane is off. He's going to be at Bayern Munich. But I think yeah. Spurs are going to win the FA Cup. I think and oh Postecoglou is going to come in, bring his winning mentality. He's going to make a lot of shockwaves in the Premier League. They won't go anywhere in the Premier League, but they're going to go on a cup run and they're going to win the FA Cup. Disagree. Harsh if that happened for Harry Kane because he wants a, exactly. wants a trophy. He leaves and they win a trophy yeah, I, right away. They win a trophy. I mean, yeah, that could be like written in the stars that that happens yeah. and the world just, the universe just hates Harry Kane. Bayern Munich finished second in the Bundesliga. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> odd one with Kane, isn't it? I think he, um, it's really bizarre. I don't know why he's gone to Bayern Munich to win cups that probably don't mean anything. I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. If he'd have stayed at Spurs, I don't think they would have won anything. But, you know, as an individual record, to have the all-time goal-scoring record in the Premier League is pretty impressive. He should have gone to Man United about three years ago. I don't know why he didn't, but Daniel Levy's probably said, are your balls going to Man United? No chance. I mean, you know, he could have done loads of different things, but I I don't know. He should have gone to a a bigger club. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Spurs, but I don't hate them. But Spurs, when Poch went, Nah, that was the end. It ain't going to win anything for a long time. Yeah. So, given that we both, uh, well, again, James, accepted support non-Premier League teams, who would you adopt as your second team? Uh, I know who my second team are. They have been my second team since I was a boy. Oh, yeah. Arsenal, man. Oh, really? All day. Interesting. Arsenal all day. What yeah. is that? It was the uh, that Invincibles year. Mm. I was sort of young enough. and I mean, watching that football was unbelievable. Bergkamp, Perez, Henri Vieira. Um, I remember when they moved from Highbury a few years after and that yes. gorgeous cherry red kit. Yeah. Amazing football kit. Um, and yeah, I've always loved Arsenal. I've been to loads of games at the, at the Emirates and I was gutted when they didn't win it this se- last season. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been an Arsenal. What about you? And I'm, I've lived in North London for ages as well, so I'm always Arsenal. Uh-huh. I see, well, I've been to Arsenal quite a few times. One of my good mates, Wixies, is an Arsenal season ticket holder. And so I often go along to uh, the Emirates with him, certainly for any Leeds games. And it's always a good experience. I've always just enjoyed watching Klopp's Liverpool. I feel like a bit of an affinity with them. I like the culture of the club. I like the history of the club. And so I always have an eye out on Liverpool. I've got a few mates who are big Liverpool fans, so I wouldn't want them to know that I like them because it's part of my job to undermine them. Obviously, that's the nature of football supporting. But um, so I feel like... um, Liverpool is somewhere I'll have a team on. I do, and I'm not just saying this, James. I'm not just saying this. But I've I've grown a real fondness for Brighton. I've grown a real fondness for that club and the culture of it. And um, Mm. I think Roberto is a great character. I mean, he is a really interesting character. You see, me, on the other hand, I hate Brighton. Do you? Absolutely hate them. (laughs) And there's only one reason for it. It's because they are what West Bromwich Albion should be now at the moment. Right. To my opinion. Envy. If it was ran properly, it, oh, it's all envy. If it was run properly, looked after properly, the gold standard for that size club being in the Premier League, 110%. And I'm insanely jealous. Although Casado's just gone, isn't it? Yes. To Liverpool yeah. or Chelsea. I've just read about 20 minutes before we started recording this that he's turning down Liverpool and going to Chelsea. Oh, really? If that doesn't happen, um, then... I look stupid when this comes out in the future. Yeah. But apparently Liverpool or Chelsea, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. And I have to say, I mean, obviously Brighton have done really well in replacing stars that they've sold historically. But I think losing Casado and McAllister, I think it's going to be a a really tough year now. I really do. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Who else is going to have a tough year, um, Rob? 
and James. Who's going to ask? going to have a tough year. I'll jump in. Wolves. Wolves are going to have a tough year this year. And being a West Bromwich Albion fan, I'm very happy about that. I mean, Lopetegui, when he signed last season, I was like, that's a great managing appointment, actually. Keep him up. Not very interesting football. Finish 13th. Solidify for next season and kick on. They've given, The owners have given him absolutely nothing. They've now got Gary O'Neill, who isn't proven could be an Eddie Howe Graham Potter kind of thing yeah. but I doubt it yeah. hope not anyway but yeah they're in trouble now and they've sold some massive players they really have and bought very few people and I think the thing with Garoni yeah. there's a there's a sort of habit with British managers is there's less tolerance when they start to fail they feel yeah, like they, they just go much more quickly I think than perhaps other managers do and so yeah That's he's going to have to really have a great start to the season to have any currency in the bank to survive long term what about the other side of the city then? Villa obviously had a great turnaround last oh, year. God, um, do you think can they can can they carry on? Uh, what do you think? Come on, come on, come on. Okay, my prediction for Aston Villa is they are going to have a very good season. There you mm. go. I said it. Leave me alone. Yeah, no, I mean, fantastic manager. He already started to get his philosophy over to them in the brief months that he was there last season they've made some amazing signings he plays aggressive football I think they're going to do well I think they're going to do cut runs I think they might sniff around sixth whether they make it or not I don't know they'll have a sniff around sixth I think they're going to have a very very good year this season I think they could get that fourth spot I know I said we were going to talk about top Uh, I mean I think they could just do a bit of a Newcastle I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that because it's just horrible to say but Stranger things have happened. And Unai Emery is a class manager and a cup it's manager, so maybe that's manager. another shout for the FA Cup. They've got your, I mean, to be fair, though, they, they do have a lot of games next season. They're in the ECL next year, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so they've got a lot of games next year, whether or not they've got the depth enough for that. But Unai Emery wins European competitions, so I reckon they might win that as well. Interesting. And then they'll be in the Europa League, and then I will have to listen to every Aston Villa fan around here. One of my best mates... Um, uh, should I say his name? He'll be a bit upset if I say his name. Really? He literally goes to Aston Villa. Or Daniel. Daniel <laughs> goes. <laughs> say his last name. Daniel. He goes to away games. He's a West Brom fan. Yeah. He's a West Brom Halesdown Town fan. He has also got an affinity to Liverpool. But he goes to Aston Villa away games because a lot of our mates are Villa fans here, and he just goes to Villa games for the piss up. I'm like, why do you do that? You can't do that. It's like me going to Wolves games or you going to you know, United away games as a Leeds fan. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that for a piss-up. That's ridiculous. You wear your colours. You wear them with pride. You don't go... You don't spend... You're like, he nearly went to Newcastle the first game of the season. Newcastle away. Well, Girl, Dan. I'm sorry, but I'm with Daniel here. Maybe he's just an all-sports fan. You know, like the very principle, guiding principle of this podcast is that, you know, it's oh, fine you need just to love you need to get football be the winner. So, well done, Daniel. Get Have a great time. 110%. This year that makes total sense. You need to go. Take makes 100%. But you can't go to Aston Villa away being an Albion fan. He's going to get battered now. If, if this if this podcast gets big, he's going to struggle. Well, just, like he, everyone in the Villa Sandal know he's an Albion fan. Um, <laughs> if this podcast gets big, can, maybe we should take this opportunity just as we're recording, you know, right on the zeitgeist here. We're recording. This is going to be out in less than 24 hours. Um, is to say, 
thanks for everybody who's listening. Like our fanship oh God, is yeah, growing. Really it's, it's amazing, and the response we're getting is. is really incredible. So thanks so much, and do it really um, is. Thank you so much. You've been brilliant, and keep engaged, keep involved. Yes. there'll be loads more episodes. But man, yes. thanks and so much yeah, for the feedback following and great. keep um, uh, follow us on the old the old Insta and TikTok stuff because that helps, and uh, and recommend us to friends. Appreciate that at Stage Door thanks, Athletic. Man. Here's a story to discuss. Newcastle have a poor start to the season. Mm. Really wallowing down in the bottom six for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Saudi owners, huge ambition, a lot of money. They sack Eddie Howe at Christmas and go for a big-time showbiz name manager to try and save the day. Is that a possible story of the season? Avram Grant as an interim, interim manager <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> Plucked um, back from yeah. uh, your Spartak <laughs> Kosnovskov, yeah, where he is now, <laughs> here, wallowing in the Ukrainian third division. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. I mean, there's a lot of hype up there, isn't there? And fair play to them. I think I've always had a soft spot for Newcastle. Are they going to struggle that much? I I think they probably will sneak fourth this season, in my opinion. Really? So mm. total I contradiction to what I just articulated. A total contradiction. <laughs> I think that's um, bollocks. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I think they're going to have a great season. I think Eddie Howe is a good manager. My old housemates are tutting if they listen to this. I used they used to say Eddie Howe, brilliant manager. He will be England manager one day. I'm like, nice. Nah, he will be England manager crap. one day. But I'm starting to come around to it. He's a very good manager, and I think he will be England manager one day. Yeah. Um. That's so hypocritical of me because for years I said he was shit. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll wallow. There's a lot of teams in that league that that are gonna com- compete. I think there's a lot of lot of room for competition next season yeah. in a football competition. Shock, and I think Newcastle will be fine. I think this could be um, a defining season for Eddie Howe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, career defining. Well, I've got three. I've got I've got three Newcastle players in my fantasy league. So have you? Yeah. They better do well. Which yeah. fantasy league are you in? Premier League. We've got a draft. We've done the draft this year for the first time as well. Right. You know the um, the Americans. They do the NFL draft. Yeah. They've done it for the Premier League now, and the fantasy Premier League. I've done that as well. I'm in a lot of leagues. Uh, my old um, musical director in Evan, Matt Smith. He runs, arguably for me, the best fantasy football league. I've ever come across there's about 60 70 people in it all across the acting industry yeah he's got leagues he's got cups he's got head-to-heads he's got promotion relegation we all put i think we put 10 15 quid in so the prize puts massive great and he's he's he takes it so i mean he's a fantastic musical director um, and it was such a joy to work with him. But at warm-up oh, right, every day, coming down at 6 o'clock. on the back of that little rant, don't worry. But every time at warm-up, he would come down and all we talk about is fantasy football. He takes it so seriously. He was like fifth in the country at one point. Oh, really? It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's he's a, brilliant at it. That's all, I, see, I've had fantasy football teams in the past, but it's a lot of admin. I found, I mean, yeah, I'm a commitment club in many aspects yeah. of my life, but I feel that that way, I just couldn't commit to the hours required yeah, it's tough and it's the same with the draft as well so you can trade players between the other people in there and it's going to be a faff yeah. but the, the forfeit to finish bottom is not good so so we have to we have to do well yeah but yeah newcastle i don't know they'll be fine what i was what i was going to say about newcastle i do like newcastle but it kind of bleeds into my 
hatred for Aston Villa a little bit. This sense of entitlement from football clubs who think they're big. Mm. I mean, how do you feel like that? I mean, you're a Leeds fan as well. And I don't big know if club. Leeds have got... Leeds are a big, big football club. team. Big, big <laughs> football every club. Big club. Big club, big club, big club. Um, so Premier League club. Premier League club. They always say that, don't they? I'm so, so happy to sign to this big club, uh, the Premier League club. It's a really good big club. Uh, Brick Club, yeah, they always say that. Yeah, um, all the Welsh. I mean, Newcastle. It, what do you think about fan bases that feel like they should be at the top? Uh, well, and are we happy I mean, that Newcastle are probably going to return. I mean, what should be implemented as a rule is that you've only got so many years in which you can say that Newcastle <laughs> haven't won a cup for is it was something like forty-five years or something like that. I think they won the Intertoto yeah. or something at one point. I think you've got a time span in which you could say. We're a big club in waiting, Premier League club in waiting, big club, just they're due a trophy. I think it should be around 15 to 20 years you're allowed to say that. But beyond that, no, yeah, yeah. no, sorry, you're no longer a big club. Oh, so that's, that's the a bold rule. statement, that. And I, I think I'm sort of in it. I'm, I'm with that. It could even be less. It could be five to ten I'm, years. Five to ten years, yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've had to shut an Aston Villa fan up. It's like, well, you're not a big club because you're in the championship and you didn't win the playoffs. So what are you talking about? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, maybe if we put a time limit on it. Okay, stage door athletic clubhouse. Rules. Rules. Yeah. That's it, rules. Five to ten years? Ten years? Let's say ten years. Let's be kind. If you don't win a trophy in ten years, you are no longer currently a big club. Yeah. I mean, that's harsh, given that in the last ten years, probably only three teams have actually shared the trophies amongst them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe mm-hmm. Let's say twenty years. Let's say twenty because years. Because then it's time for eras then, isn't it? You can grow a team, grow an era. Does like the League Cup count? Is that a big trophy? Yeah, I think it counts. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, this is... So like if Rotherham won the League Cup, are they a big club now? They will be now, yeah. They will be going forward, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, I think cool. that uh-huh. this is the total weird part about all sport, but no more exemplified than in football, is there are, what, four trophies to win a year? One European. Let's say there's five trophies in a year. You can be in four of them, max. You know, mm-hmm. you could be in a European competition. You're in the League Cup, you're in the FA Cup, you, you've got the league. There's an expectation... All 20 of those clubs really should be winning one of them every year. That's what you hear from, <laughs> from all the, the, the chair people, the, the, the fan base, the managers. And so when one doesn't, pure statistics tell you most of you won't, then, <laughs> yeah. then you're a club in crisis. Let's sack them. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to do another political rant now. It's this obsession oh, with growth, growth in economies. Growth is cancer in nature. If you continually grow something all the time, it's called cancer and it's considered bad and we try and remove it. What is wrong with consolidation? What's wrong with thriving as a club? What's wrong with realistic expectations? You can't all be superpowers of football. So it's totally fine. I would suggest that sport is a results-based industry, whereas nature isn't. Well, no. But so you can consolidate in economies nature. Economies constantly grow. We've got to be growing. We've got to be growing. Got to be growing. I don't want to be growing. Growing, we, we don't have the means to grow. The planet doesn't have the resources mm. to grow. Let's consolidate. Let's survive and let's thrive. Uh, I'm mm, stealing words here don't. from the book Donut Economics. But thriving rather than growing <laughs> is better. So take your example the, the other day when we were chatting in the clubhouse about West Brom, you know, mm-hmm. under Tony Pulis. It's mm-hmm. totally fine to get rid of him because you... You didn't like the style of football being consistently 10. But being consistently 10 with great football, good little cup runs every now and then, you know, flirting with the top six, flirting with relegation, that is a great place to be. But going from crisis to crisis to crisis because, you know, you think you should be winning everything. I'm not saying you think that in West Brom. But that 
is the mentality of a lot of clubs. It's ridiculous. But the intention, but the intention isn't to the intention isn't to go crisis to crisis to crisis. The intention is to become better at what you're doing. Yes, right. But if you fire your manager so, every three months, you, you're in crisis and crisis. Let them do their job. I think that's time. too much. I think that's too much. But the idea of stagnating. I mean, you can look at football clubs that have stagnated. I mean, Arsenal for case in point. Arsenal are a massive football team. Arsenal Wenger stayed for probably five years too long. Probably you could say. You look at a football team like that, and that is, you know, as bad as crisis. No, to crisis I to crisis think to crisis. that is I the think total the idea opposite of... of that. I think Arsenal is really? a great example of actually. Wouldn't you just want to be Arsenal in the fact that you have a great few years where you dominate, you win a lot of trophies. Your manager comes to the end of his natural life. Understandably, you're loyal, perhaps beyond you should have done. Fine, he goes. You make a few mistakes, and then within ten years again, you're back competing. That's absolutely brilliant. I think almost every other club would swap for that versus, I don't know, Everton flirting with relegation every year. I know, we'll just get a showbiz manager, he's gone. We'll get another one, gone. We'll pay loads of money on an uncohesive team. And year after year after year after year, they are underperforming, under-delivering, underwhelming. Whereas actually, surely, you, you know, they used to be a great club in the 80s. What they should have done is gone, right, it's going to be natural selection is another team's going to come to the fore, bide our time, consolidate, get good again, build to have another glory day in 15, 20 years. That's my view. I mean, you make good some points, but I completely disagree. It's completely just disagree. To the idea, the idea of going... Well, it makes an interesting <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> I think the idea of it being... It's, it's, I think it's it's not about growth. I think it's about fighting stagnation. You can't sit still in a results-based industry. You can't do that. And football sport is a results-based industry. Yes, I do agree with you that the, the panic button is pressed way too quickly at football clubs. But you've got to think about if they don't consolidate, if they don't keep moving forward, you look at football teams like Bolton. You look at football teams like Wolves a few years ago. You look at potentially what West Brom are going to be under in, in the next few years. It, it does turn down into panic stations where we need to get Sam Allardyce in to keep us up. Leeds did exactly the same last year. We need to get we need to sell over these players and get our money back. We need to get a manager that's going to keep us up because it is life and death. The idea of these industry, these footballing industries and footballing bodies not being able to keep up with the top. Yeah. And that now we're talking about money. What you're asking and what you're proposing, what you think it should be, that totally is achievable if the financial fair play rules were actually enforced. Like Chelsea are, are being investigated now for Roman Abramovich, which happened what in excess of twenty years ago. Well, fifteen, twenty years ago, and they're only just getting, you know. Abramovich is only actually getting, you know, rung up on it now. If there was proper financial, which there won't be, of course, because it's all commercial, it's all about fucking making money, which that's capitalism for you, but whatever. The idea of it, it, it not being about growth and results and all that kind of stuff, that would completely ruin. I mean, ask any Arsenal fan, were they happy when Arsenal was there and they were losing? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, and it splits opinion, I suppose, but I wouldn't want to be an Arsenal fan going, why the hell is everybody else doing a lot better than we are? But no one else when was we doing could better. quite like, easily. But this is my point. No, is well, that that of six, City six, were taken over, Chelsea yeah, were taken over, the other Liverpool 16 clubs over. would just be in shit again. So, you know, you've got to get relativity about it all. Well, you, but you can't put Arsenal in the same idea. Well, yeah, okay, that's quite a universal way of looking at the Premier League. But if you're Arsenal and you're, you're happy with beating Luton twice this season 
beaten Sheffield twice this season and you finished 12th. I mean, no, look at every Chelsea fan last they're season. Not that because they're on the way up again. But what I'm saying is in their, in their fallow time, it wasn't really that long. Crikey, what an amazing period of dominance. And they've just mm. had a few shit years in the back at it. I'd trade them for anything. I would you know, look at Leeds United over my lifetime. I would, I would trade the journey of Arsenal as I think at least another 15 clubs in the Premier League would in a heartbeat. Any other stories? (laughs) (laughs) Any other stories? Because Thomas Tuchel's invited me for lunch. Bollock. Uh, Yeah, of course. No, of course he has. Yeah, well, me and and James are going to have cheese and onion cobs in a minute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love those. Check the sell-by date, though, because some of them do sit there for quite a while. That's a good point, actually. I never did yeah. that. Okay, talking about panic buttons and crises, who do you think is the first one to get sacked? That's always a conversation. So yeah. Who is the first one to get sacked this season? Odds on Gary O'Neill have to be quite high right away, I yeah, would that's, say. That's quite high, yeah. Just given um, what we discussed earlier. Do you want me to be bold? Yes, be bold. Ten Hag at United. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have a really torrid season this Dear, year. Yeah, talk us through the mm, rationale. I d- I don't think they're... So- okay, so they've signed um, a friend of mine who is a United fan. He just texted me this morning. We were talking about it. And he said, he said we've signed uh, Harland from Wish. You know, Wish, that website. Yes. <laughs> the Wish version oh of God. Harland. Yeah. And it's very true. I think if that if he flops, Hoiberg, if he flops... What's his name? Is it Hoiberg? Yeah. If he flops, they're going to be in big trouble and they've spent a lot of money. In. And apparently, there's something wrong with his back. So he can't play more than one game a week. Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, how could you spend that much money? Allow your allow, what? Just sign Kane. Just put Daniel Levy in a fucking closet for five hours and go. Yeah, we'll sign Kane. It's just obscene. I think they're going to have a really torrid season. Right. You can't have a football team with Anthony Martial and Fred and expect to win the Premier League. You can't do that. <laughs> they're poor footballers. You can't do it. Well, uh, I think you should have a look at the odds on that and put a fiver on and see if that comes in. I mean, I would say Steve Cooper's got to be really in the threat. I mean, they, yeah. they still, I think Forest are going to really struggle. I'm just looking at their fixtures. They've got Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea and Man City before the end of September. <laughs> and it starts, oh, I mean, he could be out really early doors and all this like loyalty. When you're in that sort of second, third season syndrome, all the kind of yeah. patience and commitment to your amazing manager who got you up has gone, both within the fans yeah, and the board. So I think Forest will be in the classic like, race to sign Graham Potter list that's going to emerge. Do you think emerge. they'll go down this season? Yeah. Do you think Forest will go down this season? Yeah, yeah. yeah they will. Yeah. So you're going Forest, Wolves and who else? Do you think Wolves are going to go? I think Wolves could really struggle. I think Forest will really struggle and I think I think Bournemouth uh, are going to struggle as well. So Luton is staying up? Uh, Luton will go down. I'm doing that classic punditry thing where they name about six people who think uh, could struggle, but I don't actually name the yeah. three. I mean, I think Luton yeah. will go straight back down, I think, for reasons we discussed earlier. I think Forest will go down, and I'm going to say Bournemouth will go down. So I think um, Sheffield United to survive. I think they mm-hmm. will be a team coming back up and survive. I think Burnley will do well. So I think they'll stay up. Yeah, I think comp. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. I think company will do a good job. Yeah. There. Plus, Jay Rodriguez is still there, and I love Jay Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, I grew my hair out like Jay Rodriguez over lockdown because I thought I'd look like him, it's and then I grew it out. Really look like, like him, an did absolute you? idiot. Yeah. No, I look like an absolute moron. I've made that mistake. Really didn't see so me. many times over the years, thinking that a haircut will make me look like <laughs> the person whose haircut I'm admiring. 
So no, it didn't work. Looks, I don't look like David Beckham. Don't you think? Don't you think James Rodriguez got really kind eyes? Kind eyes. Yeah, he's just got really. You look at him and you're like, oh, you just. It's, it's sort of like a bit like dopey and a bit soppy. Yeah. But I just feel like I feel like he. He. I, I could trust him. I don't know. I like him. Very kind. Yeah. Kind eyes. And he's from Burnley, so he's got a nice accent. Yeah. All uh, Northerners are great. Anyway, speaking yeah, of unkind are. eyes, Thomas Tuchel, he keeps texting. Um, we must go. He's oh, just yeah, said, hey, Rob, um, sorry for slow reply. Um, yes, lunch is still on. I've got a guest along, a Brit. Um, I think you might enjoy meeting him. I don't know who that would be. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll head off and let you know what happens there. Um, but um, enjoy the first year of the Premier League back at the clubhouse. Um, I do intend coming back at some point. Um, but, it's, um, it's fine without you. I mean, Ken's mm. got over. I mean, you're always away. You're always travelling. You're like yeah. a you're like a scout. You're you're going everywhere. I mean, I'm back. I consider myself to be an ambassador, really, for the club. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, probably true, actually. We'll send our love to um, Thomas and Harry. Yes. Oops, sorry, he hasn't signed yet. Oh. Say hello to Thomas <laughs> and the Brit. Yeah. Um, oh, Harry. And yeah. have a lovely time. Okay. Yeah. All right, boys. All the best. Lots of love. Take care, mate. James, let's get up here. Oh yeah. This this is better than France, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Two points a bit, please, Ken. <laughs>